Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by that and barbecue. Hour number two. And we go straight to the phones to start off the second hour here on the program. And uh, our telephone number is 865-255-03. Let's bring in Cortenval. Cortenval, good morning. Good morning, my friends. What's up? What's up, man? Everything is up. Everything. Everything's pointed up, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, is it is it overstating the obvious, or is it just overstating it in general to say how important or how big this this weekend's game would be for us if we can pull out this win? Massive, just absolutely massive. I mean, if if you get to five and two in Josh Heupel's first season, and you go on to set yourself up to, to seven wins for sure, and then potentially an eighth with a with a win over Kentucky, and who knows what you do in a bowl game. Just from from that standpoint, I, I think it had really jumpstart Tennessee in recruiting for the next two classes. But even this recruiting class, we kind of talked about it yesterday. There, there's a lot of big time players on campus this weekend going to be, and. I just don't think you can understate how massive of a win this would be for Tennessee. I agree. Uh, that list, it looks like I keep up with it. It looks like it continues to to grow by yes. the by the hour. I mean, and it recruit, recruits are pay, paying attention. They really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it, man. It, it it feels nice. It does. Um, I know we were talking about um, uh, Ole Miss players being solid. Um, He's talking about uh, so so Swain uh, Matt Corral is pretty good, right? Yep, real good. Yeah, yeah. Blank him, blank <laughs> Matt Corral. He ain't no good this weekend. What's uh, uh, what is uh, I like it. what's that receiver's name? Which one? You mean well, blank mean both of them. Dr- Drummond, <laughs> Drummond, and Sanders. Yeah, blank both of them. Blank them. Hi, right, man. Blank them. <laughs> that, that, hey, if I was on this football team, that would be my feeling. Agreed. Uh, but no, for real though, I, I'm I'm excited. I like the direction we're going. I just I just kind of wanted to see what you guys felt about the the gravity of the of the game this weekend. I mean, you know, and and if it's like it's this is one of those games that if we lose it, yeah, it's going to be disappointing. But it's not. You don't go into this weekend thinking, okay, yeah, we're going to win this. I mean. Yeah, that sh- that should be your mentality. Don't get me wrong; I don't want that to be misconstrued. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, this is not one of those that you look at on the schedule and be like, "Oh yeah, right there, man, we're gonna win that game." That's that's not it's not one of those games. We're not there yet, but hey, I, I'm on that hot train, man. Let's go. I like it. I like it. I mean, Ole Miss plays LSU, Auburn, Liberty. Their next three. After they play us, so the next four games, I mean, they they they're sitting they're sitting pretty good, they're sitting pretty good, but for Tennessee, um, sir, you play Alabama after Ole Miss, you play Kentucky and Georgia, so like this game is super important because no one's expecting a, a win over Alabama and Georgia, so. Can you pick off one of Ole Miss, Kentucky? Yeah, and possibly two. Yes, because anything past two, I, I don't. I, it's not happening. I just don't think it's happening. I would be very surprised. Yeah, so this is very, very important. 
yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Lane Kiffin. You know, he's been he's been you know writing some checks with his mouth, and he's going back to Knoxville first time as a head coach. There's pressure on both teams. There's an inordinate amount of pressure <laughs> on both teams. Uh, so. You think Tennessee's playing with, like, house money? Because like, I kind of think they are, based off of what you just said. Like, Ole Miss is the one with all the expectations and, and pressure. I like, think both teams have pressure, man. Huh? I think both teams have, have pressure on, 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 on way. I mean, you don't win this game, there's a chance you go 0-4 for the next four weeks. That's, that's, that's a no-go. All this – Goodwill that we have built up over the last couple games, lose four in a row and see where that goes. Lose four in a row and see what happens. The calls during the Swain event are going to be different. The energy in Knoxville is going to be different. I don't know how this team is going to respond. Losing four games in a row, and then you're playing South Alabama, and then you play you play Vanderbilt, which, yeah, right now you beat those teams by, by 80. But – I think this game is super, super important because you find yourself rolling up against Alabama next, and then Kentucky, who's a good football team, that's eleventh in the country, and then Georgia right now uh, that is number one in the country. So I just think there's the same amount of pressure, just for different reasons. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I just kind of look at it differently uh, in the sense of like Tennessee's already on track. In terms of looking at the season in totality, Tennessee is on track as long as it beats South Alabama, as long as it beats Vanderbilt, to either meet expectations or surpass expectations. I heard an SEC analyst yesterday say that they did not expect Tennessee to win three or four games and be competitive in the rest of the SEC games. So, like, I, I do agree with you. Like, if, if Tennessee mess, messes around and, and loses these these four games and, and doesn't look good in those four games, then there, there will be some some unfortunate feelings. I, I do agree All with you. All the work you. that you put in to get to this point, you know, maybe you lose it. Just because the expectations of the beginning of the season were one thing and you have exceeded them halfway through, there's no reason to say, well, we have already ex- exceeded them. Let's, let's – Hey man, we lose yeah, these four, it's, it's still all good. Like, well, the players shouldn't be thinking that for sure, or the coaches. Yeah, but I, we're, I'm sitting here from a an idiot with a mic in front of my face perspective, That's and in the, the fan perspective, like year one, like I think at this point they're they're playing with house money because they they assuming they beat South Alabama and Vandy, they're gonna go to a bowl game, have a chance to win seven at minimum, and if you would have told me that before the season. I would have told you that that's a, a successful season in year one under Josh Heupel with all the, the depth issues and attrition and all the crap that had to go on over, over the offseason. I would have told you that that's a successful season. So that's kind of why I view it as house money at this point with these four games, whereas Ole Miss, they're on track to, to play in the Sugar Bowl. They, they have a Heisman contender. Lane Kiffin has been running his mouth nonstop all offseason. There, there's just a different level of expectations for Ole Miss. They're a top 15 football team uh, with a bunch of NFL guys on its offense. So I, I just think there's a different type of pressure for sure. And, and I, I do lean more towards Tennessee playing with house money uh, at, at this point. Let's go to the phones and uh, 
we have Roberto. Yeah, we've got Roberto, and then somebody else. I forgot. It'll come to me. All oh, right. we got Roberto first. Roberto, good morning. Long time you know, talkie Swainy boy. What's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you? Uh, well, thanks. Um, been off the grid a lot lately, but uh, wanted to you you, you, you kind of piqued my interest on something here. Okay. Um, you know, we got Georgia, Florida. Or excuse me, we got well. Georgia and Florida and Alabama would always be considered a signature win, no matter if they stuck or not. Mm-hmm. That's a signature win at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. This year, Alabama and Georgia still have an op- we have an opportunity to get a sig win there, but that's not probably happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all adults here. Yes, correct. <laughs> Ole Miss is probably now. This is what's weird because uh, technically, I guess can a uh, one loss Kentucky more than likely Kentucky will only roll in here with one loss. They're probably going to lose to Georgia. Mm-hmm. They roll in here with one loss. They'll be fringe top ten because if you lose to Georgia this year, you don't really move. I don't know if you noticed that with Arkansas. They got smoked and they didn't barely moved in the polls. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Alabama factor. You get beat by Alabama, nobody really considers it a loss anymore, you know, not for poll purposes. Um, so, I mean, they're going to come in top 15 probably. Uh, well, not in here, I should say, up there. But we're going to go into that game. They're going to be in the top 15, they, Kentucky. Which is a bigger win, a top 15 Kentucky team or a fringe top 20 Ole Miss team right now? Which is more signature for this fan base? Uh, that's tough, man. Probably, probably Ole Miss because – I would agree. Because you're looking, at, you're looking at facing a Heisman Trophy candidate, Matt Corral. Uh, all this attention is going to be – there's going to be more attention on this game than it will be – on a Tennessee-Kentucky game because of Lane Kiffin. It's a night game mm-hmm. for Tennessee. Who knows what time the game's going to be when you play against Kentucky. Uh, we don't know that yet. Um, but I, 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 Hopefully it's, in the, it's at noon. I, hope, I know, right? I hope so, too. But <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking at the Ole Miss game. Uh, will be more of a signature, signature win. And uh, most of the fans don't view Kentucky as a good football team. Still don't respect them. That's yet. where I'm yep. going. Is. Still don't respect them. Yep. It, what's funny is Kentucky could be top ten. With one loss coming in here or uh, coming in to play us when we go into that game, right? And 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 we would still view Ole Miss as a bigger win. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny, right? That, that's kind of what I was thinking about the other day. And then you you mentioned again today, and I was like, man, I never, you know. But but okay, so you know, you got your you got your guys like six and six. You said it a minute ago in a bowl. That was always the goal. But I've always said. Six and six, but one of those six needs to be somebody you beat somebody you're not supposed to. And right now, we've not beaten anybody we're not supposed to. Yeah. Missouri's awful. South Carolina is. Who's worse, South Carolina or Missouri? Missouri. God, they are abysmal, aren't they? They're they so are bad. bad man. I didn't think anyone would <laughs> compete with Vanderbilt, but that Mizzou Vanderbilt game, they should put that thing on Jefferson Pilot, man. They should put that thing on ESPN plus, minus, divide. Uh, subtraction. They got yeah, yeah, that, that's they got, right. SEC the Ocho. Is that what you're saying? Man, they got to play <laughs> that game with Nickelodeon or something. I don't think South Carolina is far off, though. I think all those when, – when those three teams play one another, all of them should be on Jefferson Pilot. South Carolina has a good defense, and that's what will hold them in any game with, with those teams for sure. That I Carolina mean, but, play call, though, Roberto, the, the double pass on the five-yard line with the defensive lineman. Yeah, they just well. Got, everybody else has completed it against this year. Not, not a double pass from <laughs> not a with defensive, a defensive lineman, lineman from the five yard line. <laughs> Other double passes have been from the thirty, where you've actually had room. That play call alone uh, should put South Carolina on the Discovery Channel. 
That was terrible. Discovering new ways to choke away games on the Discovery Channel. Well, Adult Swim or something on Cartoon <laughs> Network. It is that bad. Terrible. Yeah. It, sh- it should not be aired like the Pac-12 Network. <laughs> yeah. Now, you said something a moment ago, Jason, and I wanted to bring it back up. But you were, you were saying if you're Ole Miss, you're, you're licking your chops basically at special teams opportunities against us. Is that sure. correct? Yeah, uh, sure. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, absolutely. Is that because you don't think we have good special teams, or is that just when – I, when I say that – I mean, obviously, we've allowed a few big plays recently in special teams. But up until those two plays, basically, we've been pretty solid throughout the year. Are you saying it's because you don't think we're very good, or we just don't have the talent on special teams because we don't have the depth? Uh, It might be more of depth concerns, and that's where Mm -hmm. special teams – that's where your depth shows up or doesn't show up is on special teams because your your two and three deep guys are on those units. Um and so if you don't have those athletes, you don't have that um, those type of players on special teams, and the other team has it, they got the, the you know, 80-something scholarships where Tennessee's only operating at 71, it's going to show right. up on special teams. And I think the last two yep. weeks should, should tell you everything you need to know about kickoff return being a concern because Mizzou returns one. Carolina had a couple of them that was one tackle Good away man. from being, being real ugly. Yep. And then Tennessee – Responded with the pooch kick. Like, yeah, well, that, and then don't forget about on the special teams, then, then hitting what a 70 yard fake punt. Fake. Yeah. No, though, at that point, you know, Neo Beamer ball, as I'm calling it, because, I mean, it's ridiculous. Him celebrating like, like a complete <laughs> buffoon on the sideline when they were down 38 to 7. What an absolute idiot. That was hilarious. Uh, man. He has to do that. Well, I mean, team, he's, he's the worst. I mean, we we get some work. We get we UT, the University of Tennessee, has some of the worst hires in coaching in the last two decades, for real. But that guy is very, very close to the top. He's he is Derek Dooley, but not as good looking. I mean, I'm not even kidding. That's what he is. He has no experience. He's a, he's a special teams coordinator, just like Dooley was. He's a recruiting guy. I mean, he is Derek Dooley made over at a program that does not recruit itself. And then, and lastly, guys. I do think that this weekend is a big, a bigger opportunity to signature win. I'm a little surprised at how tight that line is. I do believe that Ole Miss should probably be favored by nine to, to nine to eleven. That's where I, I said it personally. Uh, um, I'm, yeah, I think they're that much better than us, but their defense sucks. So it'll be a high scoring game. Uh, and lastly, though, let's not discount that if we go up to Lexington and Kentucky's still in the top twenty, which they they will be, they will be. Uh, we're coming off a of bye week. I think we beat them up there, and I, I would give Josh Heupel his due, even though it's Kentucky, and even though you're supposed to beat Kentucky, they are miles better than we are athletically right now. They have better players than we do. And if we go up there and win, that's a huge win, guys. Take yeah. care. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Roberto. Yeah, they're, they're a better team. They've been a better team all season long. And that's what happens when you lose 30 guys in the transfer portal and you have 71 scholarships. And then Kentucky goes out. And probably has the best offseason haul as far as the transfer portal the other any other team in the country. Like you can argue that. You can put them in the top three, top five teams that cleaned up in the transfer portal. It's okay to just admit that they're a good football team. They have better players. Doesn't mean that they're going to win the game. Doesn't mean Ole Miss is gonna win the game. And we can sit here and say, hey man. 
They're ranked 13th. They have some players that, 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 that are first-round potential. And that's how you judge talent. How many NFL guys do you have and how many NFL guys do we have? There's your answer right there. But that doesn't mean that you're going to win. It doesn't mean that you're going to win. How you execute, how you play on Saturday determines how you win. Go look at Alabama and Texas A&M for last week if you have any questions or any retorts. That's the way it works. 865-255-03, who's next? Rusty. Rusty, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, uh, I, I get what Ben was saying, guys. I I, I understand because <clears throat> I want to win two of these next four. I want Heck, I want to win four of these next four. But I do get the idea that if we just handle South Alabama and, and Vanderbilt, everything else is gravy. And and that's that's where I was coming into the year. But now now that we're where we are and we've seen what we've seen, I, I want them all. But I won't be disappointed no matter what because a bowl game – to me, was always the goal this year, and and looking like a competent football team, and was it was another goal, and we've more than done that. So I'm 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 pleased with you, Rusty. Guys. I think it's a mistake you're making right now because I make a bunch of them. I know. Um, <laughs> we all do. We're human, but right I, don't, I don't think it's responsible for us to be having this conversation right now before no. we actually play these games because. We've played well the last couple. I think how you play matters. Like, if if we go out here this weekend and guys are not playing right, guys are not playing hard, you know, guys revert back to old habits, the play calling is not good, the preparation is not good, and then we go backwards, people will be pissed off. No one's going to be talking about, oh, you played on house money. Hey, you still can win six games. People's going to be like, no, you've shown us what you can do, but you didn't do it this Saturday because you let the press clippings hype you up. You got comfortable. That will be the conversation. Everyone in this building knows it, and you know it. That will be the conversation. So how you play is important. True. I I just don't believe that we we will do that. I think we could play – fantastic football the next four games and and still come up short because it's football you can play it's really possible. really really well and, and, and still lose ball games because the other team plays really really well too and and the, and one bounce goes their way i mean it, it can be that close we, we've all seen it happen you know so it's possible i'm not yeah I, i'm saying i believe this team's going to play well and i believe we still you know and, and i won't be mad at them if the game ends up 52 51 just like arkansas at ole miss did this past weekend just because, you know, we, we, we come up short on a two-point conversion, I'm not going to be mad at our guys over that. And I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going to be proud of them. That's what I, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, um, I feel you. I feel you. That's possible, can, too. Can, can, can somebody – I'm not going to take credit for this. I've seen other people saying it. But can somebody holler at Sterl, Sterling, the Pearl? Can somebody holler at him and, and during warm-ups? Can, can we play Layla as loud as possible? <sighs> Oh man! But but we need to make sure Lane is on the field. That's what, oh yeah. During warmups, whenever they're doing walkthroughs and whatnot on, on the field, and it, you know he, he's doing his thing, and we're we're bobbing. But just somewhere in it, just break into Layla and maybe maybe get the crowd doing a little sing along as loud as they possibly can scream. Layla. I mean, I'm I'm all for if we can find her, getting her to lead a ball walk. <laughs> Whatever you know. Hey man, I'm 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 gonna leave that to y'all, man. I ain't crossing that line. I'm gonna laugh. 
I'll let y'all do that, man. <laughs> you know, they are, uh, I think they're friends, though. I mean, they're divorced. They're friends. Um, but Lane was wild now when he was here. Um, but anyways, uh, I saw that on Twitter, and I just, I chuckled, man. The same way I do it right now. But, uh, hey, man, if it, if it gets into Lane's head and it makes him go forward on fourth down every single time like he did Alabama because he's trying to prove a point. Right. Then, right. hey, whatever, man. Whatever, whatever. His, his, his ego, his ego can get the best of him. That's right, hey, man. Um, I, I heard us. I heard Ben a minute ago, or maybe it was you, Jason. I can't remember. Somebody just said Heisman Trophy candidate. That was me, Matt Corral. Right, he, he is a candidate. When, when can we start? If if we win this ball game on Saturday, and and our and our and our double H plays extremely well, can can we start maybe? Getting a little Triple H campaign, as in Hendon Heisman Hooker. I think you got to wait after Bama. Got 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 to play well against Bama too. Okay, all right. I just I just think it's time for a campaign to start because I mean he's playing pretty damn well and and comparatively numbers wise on the national scene he uh, he's he's not taking a back seat to anybody right now. His his passing yards are lacking in terms of like a Heisman candidate. Mind you, that that's why I say lacking True. in in this conversation, uh, because he 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 didn't play that first game. Well, didn't yeah. play real playing time that that first game. I, I think he's let's see, uh, well nationally, I mean he's barely over a thousand yards. He's got a thousand sixty three passing yards, and it's seventy second in the country. Yeah, so I think that that's, it's the QB, that's it's the QBR number that's in his favor, yes. right? And the touchdown, yeah. the interceptions, and the completion percentages is, is terrific. And, and like the passing yards aren't bad. I mean, he's been he's been putting up yards. It's just he he hasn't he didn't start the season as the quarterback. And uh, late in games lately, the last two weeks, they they've kind of taken their foot off the gas. So so that's going to affect the the numbers as well. Listen, I'm just happy that he has been named and added to the Davy O'Brien. Mid-season watch list, and, love it, and he's eligible to actually win that award. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm crawling before I walk on yeah. this one. Let let let's let Hendon fall out the rest of the year, <laughs> yeah. and then over the off season going into next year, start the Heisman campaign. Yeah, the Triple H campaign. The Triple H campaign. I like break it down. Yeah, next next so, year, but he has to finish right. this year. And then going into the season next year, we'll worry about that. And then, like, let's wait a couple games before we even start that. You know, he's, <laughs> he's not a defensive player where you have to do that in the offseason like Eric Berry. He's a quarterback. So, if you just play well at the beginning, put up some numbers. To pick up steam. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a quarterback, man. This is a quarterback award. And this is the worst year. This is the worst year for Heisman Trophy candidates. I'm sorry, man. I look, I'm looking at the list earlier today and yesterday. The talent, the quarterback play is down. Look at, like, look at, I was talking to Ben about this uh, dur- during the break. Look at all these NIL deals that was going down preseason with all these big-time quarterbacks. Spencer Rattler, about to get replaced. Benched. Yeah. Uh, DJ Ben. Ui Angalale. Ui Angalale. He ain't doing anything. Bo, Bo Nix. Down there at Auburn, got an attitude problem. Now he has played well recently, but man, he got he got himself benched. Like all these 
high-profile quarterbacks at the preseason, they haven't done anything. They haven't Garrett done anything. King having shoulder surgery. Bryce Young. Bryce Young's worth every bit of that million dollar in Oh yeah, right? he's worth he's worth all of it. But like you look at like you just look at <laughs> all these quarterbacks, man. It's eh, eh. The Heisman list right now. Yeah, mm. I know. Yeah, maybe I'm not ahead of schedule. Then maybe 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 Double H mm. will be Triple H in four weeks from now. Hey, Davey O'Brien, finalist. Watch list. Yeah, there. That's that's where we at right now. All SEC thirteen quarterback. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Last last thing you uh, talked about the receivers at Ole Miss and first, second, third round possibly. Any chance we're going to finally we're we're starting to see um, based in Josh Hopple's offense and what he's producing? Does Valus G? Valus Jones Jr. Does he does he creep up a draft board a little bit? Basically, now that we're seeing him catch more balls and what he does in open space, he should should you know my my um my concern with this offense from the moment the hype was hired was not the amount of success he would have offensively, but it was are you going to be able to develop guys for the league? Can can Tennessee have undrafted receivers go on to sign second-year contracts in the league because they are prepared, they are developed? I don't know. When you are a recruit at the wide receiver position, you might want the best of both worlds, but there's only a few places in college football where you're actually going to get it. Put up major stats, get all these targets, and win. Michael Crabtree, during his time at Texas Tech, got all the balls. So his numbers was his numbers were great. And had some some big wins here and there. But he went on to be a really good receiver in the league, too. But when you see those offenses like that, that throw the ball a lot, that have, you know, the scheme is talked about more than sometimes the actual athletes. You ask yourself, will players be developed to the point where you don't have to teach a dude how to run a freaking curl route when he gets to the league. You have to teach a dude how to you know, run the route tree when you get to the league because you never ran a complete route tree in school. And I remember that was a conversation with Mike Williams coming out of Clemson. Mike Williams, first-round pick when Clemson won a national championship. He was a you know, 50-50 ball catcher. He was a guy that ran back shoulder fades and slant routes. But the question was him about him was, can he run the route tree? When Amari Cooper came out of Alabama, there was zero question about his ability to run routes. There's zero question about some of the guys playing receiver coming out of Alabama, about them running routes, because they run the complete route tree. So... That's something that the high point company will have to answer uh, in recruiting. We'll have to answer in the next couple of years. But I think Valus is a guy that can run the complete route tree because he possesses the physical attributes, the agility, uh, the speed. And he has played for T. Martin several different stops. So he's been in different offenses. And when he was at USC, he played more in a pro-style offense, more spread, and they had a – a route tree where he was able to run more. Here, you know, not so much. 
But he's been featured in the last couple weeks. He's been making plays. The NFL doesn't just look at stats. They look at, does your game translate to our league? I think Velas Jones' game translates. If he can get on, get on the chalkboard and impress scouts from the mental part of the game, then he should be okay. Because physically, I think he'll do his thing. 865-255-03. Who's next? Big Orange Mac. Big Orange Mac. What's up, Mac? Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Ben Jammin. Y'all, I'm a mite nervous. I'm, I'm man, I, I, I don't know what to say or feel about this guy. It's big. It's big. Uh, this is a big opportunity for us to, to take a step uh, to, to, you know, show, hey, we, we coming for you. Uh, but th- this is a huge game. I thought I'd never live to see, you know, the the Ole Miss game, which we, you know, throughout history, you know, taking care of business against them. But uh, here recently hadn't been that, that way. But this is a huge opportunity. And I think uh, we're going to go toe-to-toe with them. We might get home. We, we I might get home at 5 o'clock in the morning, but it, 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 it's going to be a knockdown drag out. Uh, it, it ain't going to. I think defense is going to be at a premium, uh, mm-hmm. but I need everybody. To, I'm I'm going I'm going to be in the house. Yeah, my little, with, my little man's going to be with me. I need everybody to show up. If you come into the game, show up, show out, be loud, be proud, give them hell for sixty minutes. That's all I'm asking of you. If you leave Neyland Stadium and you can talk, you ain't harsh. You ain't got a raspy voice then you didn't do your job. I need everybody to step up and do their job this Saturday. Derail the lane train. It's time for us to step up, step in, kick in like men, and get the job done. Don't come up in there all quiet and all laid back. No, we we got to raise hell in there for 60 minutes. If y'all can't do that, stay at home. Because I'm ready. I'm, I, I, I'm all, Like I said, I'm already nervous. I'm I'm, I'm I'm ready to go now, but y'all have a good one. Have a great day and go big on. Being nervous is a good thing, man. I mean that means that means you care, and that means you know that there's something on the line. There's something on the, on the line. Nerves is okay. Butterflies are okay. Think about those those games in the last three years when we played Alabama. Anybody nervous? Anybody have butterflies in those games? Nope. Because <laughs> you know what the outcome is going to be. Cheeks will be clapping against Alabama. Didn't have a chance. So I like being nervous. I like the butterflies. That's a good sign. That means you care. That means you care. You got respect for your opponent. You know that you are playing well, well enough to beat Ole Miss. Man, this is going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Got big-time recruits coming into town. Woo! Program changers. Not just recruits, Ben. Program changers. Mm-hmm. Championship caliber players will be in attendance. I don't care about a four-star or a five-star or a three-star. We have championship caliber players that will be in the attendance. And that's all that matters. Multiple championship caliber players. 
they'll be in attendance. Woo! Gonna be a good one, man. If only I had a ticket. If only I had a ticket to come to the game, man. Man, it'd be great to see it. Sweet event, fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007. 42nd Street. Brand. Strategy. Design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture. Because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. 
Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. Good morning, Swain Event family. Several of you, like Ben McKee, have reached out to me for real estate assistance this year, and I want to say thank you. I appreciate your trust in me to ask questions and help you navigate the real estate world. That's right, Jennifer. Buying a home is a scary process, especially for a first-time home buyer. Jennifer recently helped my wife and I buy our first home and made the entire process seamless. Her willingness to go above and beyond is what sets her apart. As always, feel free to give me a call. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Touchdown or Turnover is backed by Alcorton Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Touchdown turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Better rates and better service. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studio. All right, Ben, for today's touchdown turnover, I want to talk fourth down because Tennessee, yes, our offense has been great the last couple of weeks. Seven for 13 on fourth down conversion so far this year. So only 13 attempts in six games. Ole Miss in five games, 24 attempts on fourth down. 18 for 24 on fourth downs. They were two for five against Alabama. 
So they've had a total of six missed fourth down conversions, and half of those were against Alabama, who at the time was the number one team in the country. Touchdown turnover. Do we see eight fourth down attempts combined in this football game? Ole Miss and Tennessee, eight or more fourth down attempts in this football game. Touchdown turnover. I say turnover. I think that's a lot. And I, I know that Lane likes to go for it a ton. And, and Josh Heupel isn't necessarily afraid to go for it. But I think I think eight's a, a ton. Um, I mean, if, if Lane were to go for it five times like he did against Alabama, is Heupel going to go for it three times? I don't know. I, I would think that he would be in that two fourth down attempts territory. I think I think Lane will be in the three to four. So I, I say turnover. That's a little too much. I, I do think that you'll see fourth down attempts more so than you typically do in a college football game. But I just think eight's a little too much. Eight's a lot, man. Eight's a lot. When you look at Ole Miss's defense and um, you know, weaknesses there, and you look at both offenses. Listen, our defense has played has played well, but this is really the first offense uh, outside of Pittsburgh. Where you're like, Ooh, man, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. Even with uh, Florida, we went to that game saying, "All right, you know, Emory Jones you know, beating with his legs. The passing game really doesn't scare you that much." And their passing game didn't really torture us uh, much at all. But this is different right here against an Ole Miss team. So, if you are hypo, if you are Kiffin, are you more aggressive on first, fourth down? Knowing that you got to keep up. I was actually about to ask you that very question, and we'll take it from Tennessee's standpoint. If it's first, second quarter, and it's fourth and three on Ole Miss's 35-yard line, or you're just outside of the red zone, are you kicking the field goal, or are you chasing points? Well, I think early, let's say it's first possession for Tennessee, and you get you know you get the ball first, and you go down first possession. I think you kick the field goal. I think if your defense, and what you're hoping, you're hoping that your defense comes back and gets you a stop, and next time you go, you're able to score a touchdown without putting yourself in that position. But if you are down two scores, let's say it's ten to nothing, and then you get down to that area, that question may be a little bit harder to answer. I still will kick the field goal there, make it a one possession game. Yeah, but like, I would too. If you're down two touchdowns. Three or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, that, that's, that's, when, that's when it gets real interesting. That's when it gets real dicey. And you find yourself being maybe more aggressive that, than, than you would be um, any other time. What now, about yardage-wise? Like, it, does it change for you whether it's fourth and three or, or fourth and four? No, I think and, and winning on first down is super, super important to get yourself to those manageable third down or fourth down situations. But um, when you have a guy like Henry Hooker, you should feel comfortable going forward in those cases, just like Ole Miss has been comfortable going forward with Matt Corral because he does, he does have the legs. And he was able to have success against Alabama uh, in the two conversions that they, that they had there. And he's been able to have success all season long. I mean – who, who's better at fourth down conversions in the country than Ole Miss? I would, I want to see it. Eighteen who, who, for twenty four. Who, who, yeah, who has 
attempted more fourth down conversions and who has converted more often. Let, let's take a look here. Man, please look that up because – Ole Miss is first in the country in fourth down attempts. There it is. 24. Uh, second is Tulane with 22. Rutgers, 20 is third. Air Force, Army, Navy, Georgia Southern are, are fourth, fifth, sixth, and, and seventh. A little triple option action there, which, which makes sense because that, that's part of their game plan to get in fourth and one and use the triple option to, to go for it. But Ole Miss, most in the country – um, in, in attempts, and I mean, it, it's kind of hard to. Uh, technically, they're not first in the country in conversion. They're they're tied for fourteenth, but like Coastal Carolina's f- six for six, Cincinnati's four for four. Ole Miss is the best fourth down team in the country. Yes, yeah. It, it's more impressive to be eighteen for twenty four on fourth down than to be four for four. Exactly. Uh, some other numbers that stand out: Air Force is fifteen of nineteen. Uh, Houston, 9 of 11. Uh, yeah. Baylor, ECU, 11 for 14. And then Ole Miss going down technically in terms of percentage-wise. Ole Miss is 14. But I would agree with you. I'd say they're the best fourth down con- converting team in the country. Yeah. So knowing that, knowing that if you're Tim Banks, you're telling your guys, hey, man, if you get a stop on third down, there's no deep breath like, oh, fist up. Whoo! We off the field now. It's time for the punt team. You no, got man. Assume it's uh, act like it's second or third down coming up. <laughs> no, man. No, you gotta get ready to go and play another down because fourth down and five or less midfield, you should be expecting them to go forward. This is why field position is so. So important in this game. Now, that's important in every game. Don't get me wrong. But in this game, you don't want Ole Miss operating midfield because they're not going to kick it on fourth down. They're going to go for it. They're going to go for it. But they won't go for it if you do a good job of pinning them. If you if you have to punt the ball and you down the ball inside their own five-yard line, now it's fourth down and four, and they're at their own 20. They're not going for it then. But if they are at midfield and it's fourth down and four, they're going for it. So field position is so vital in this game because you can temper Kiffin's aggression Mm. a little bit. Yes. Do you think he will be over-aggressive? Yes. Because... Of the atmosphere yes. and the want to beat Tennessee, yes, the way he was against Alabama because it, it it really hurt him against Alabama being too aggressive and him being too aggressive against Alabama was all based on emotion and not strategy. If he has not changed, if Which he, he hasn't. if he uses well, here's 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 what I'm trying to say. We know that football's three phases. And Alabama in that game will have the advantage in all three phases. And he's probably thinking, oh, I, I got to – like I have to win the game on offense and not allow their defense and their special teams to win those, those two out of three phases. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Lane Kiffin this week, I'm saying, man, my special teams are better. I don't mind kicking it. I don't mind punting it because or I know that fake. Yeah, like I don't like. I feel like 
And if they coach it up right this week, you know, the, the players execute this week, like I should feel confident that I don't mind punting it on fourth down because I know that my special teams are going to put us in a good position to get the ball back and score again. So, like, I don't think Lane needs to be as aggressive because you're not at a disadvantage in special teams like you were against Alabama. But Lane's personality, his ego, being back here, might suggest otherwise that he may try to just go for it more than he should on fourth down because emotion is going to play a part. That's how I look at it. I also look at it from the standpoint of maybe Lane needing to go for it as well, depending on how the game begins to play out, because part of the reason he got aggressive early against Alabama is because, A, he let his emotions get get to him, but B, and this is where I'm going, he knew his defense is sorry mm-hmm. and butt booty terrible mm-hmm. and that they were going to give up points to Alabama mm-hmm. and that, you know, the old saying, hey, you can't beat Alabama by kicking field goals. That may be the case this game. If Tennessee's offense is, is rocking and rolling and, and getting out to a fast start like it has been against other bad defenses, again, I expect Tennessee to put up points. I, I guarantee you Lane expects Tennessee to put up points. I think that could also influence him feeling like he needs to go for it on fourth down as well. It'd be um, fun. Yeah, man. So, dude, there's so many ways to look at this game and break this game down. And the fourth down conversions, man. Like, we're going to get that PlayStation game that y'all and we, include myself, that PlayStation game that sometimes we think college football is played. You know, we think college football is played like a PlayStation game, and it's not. But this might be the closest thing to it. Because who kicks the field goal? Who punts on video games? You don't, punt. you don't be punting in the video games. It'd be fourth down 23. You'd be like, all goes. Hail Mary. Let's go. Let's go. This might be the closest thing we see to a video game. Because Lane's not punting it. And Hype might have to match that aggressiveness and not punt as much either. This may be a game where... Heupel has more fourth down attempts than any other game. Now, he had two against Florida and had one against Pitt. We've only had 13 for the year. They had one of those cupcake games in which they went for it a lot on on fourth and short. I think it was Tennessee Tech in the first half. They went for it like three or four times in the first half. But Five. It was four for five against Tennessee Tech. mm -hmm. Because they were running on first, three yards. Run it on second, three yards. Run it on third, three yards. Which is, it was a concern. Remember? Remember how we, we, yeah. we put ourselves in fourth down and short, and we were like, yo, why can't we run the ball against Tennessee Tech? Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And that was a reason why we were, well, you was a little bit concerned about running against Mizzou earlier in the week mm-hmm. because we were unable to do it against Tennessee Tech. And then you came around late in the week, mm-hmm. and it was like, Vols by 50, but you didn't know it was actually going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Right. Well, I, I the the tempo I thought was going to be the difference in Tennessee being able to run the football successfully uh, against against Missouri. I, I didn't expect Ali Lane to play as as well as he did, and Jerome Carvin I feel like has really adapted to the center position the last couple of games, filling in for Cooper Mays. Um, 
I thought the tempo was, was going to play a role in it. It back. should play a, a role. He'll be back. He's tracking to be back. He'll yes. be back. He ain't missing this game. Don't 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 tip off Lane. Lane. He ain't missing Listen, this Listen, don't don't tip off Lane. Lane is Lane probably has the Swain event blasting in the Ole Miss football complex. If he's smart, right now. he will. If he's it, smart, he would. I mean, he follows me on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter, but I won't be DMing him. I don't do that. Like a DR Vol? I, I won't be. I won't be a former Vol DM in Lane Kiffin. I let the other folks do that. In, I, I'm good on that. I do think uh, Heupel's not afraid to go for it on fourth down, but I do think he'll be more willing to punt it than Lane because more confidence in defense. I, well, I was going to go the route of I think Heupel values field position more. He, I've, he's several times in, in press conferences throughout the season has has talked about the importance of field position. And so I, I think he will be maybe a little more willing. And obviously this is all circumstantial. Hard to kind of talk about this without knowing specific circumstances because that, that dictates a, a decision. But I think he, he'll be more than willing to, to, to punt it at times than Lane because of playing field position. And Paxton Brooks should be a weapon. Should be. Hopefully his, his leg is okay. He had that big 50-yard punt, to, to his first punt against Carolina in the second quarter, his first punt since the fourth quarter of the Florida game. But then he came back and shanked one off the side of his foot that went out of bounds. So hopefully Paxton can, can have a, a big game because I, I, uh, I think he'll be a, a, a factor in this game, trying to pin Ole Miss deep. What's uh, Josh Heupel's record against Lane Kiffin? I don't know. I know. I know he has beaten him um, before when Lane was at Central Florida. FAU. Excuse me, FAU, and then Hype was at Central Florida. I wonder what what that coaching record is. Two thousand nineteen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hype beat him two times in that game, forty eight to fourteen. So they, they are familiar with each other. They are very familiar with each other. Speaking of Heupel, um, Ben, did you see these Believe the Hype t-shirts? Mm-hmm. When are you getting yours? I will not be getting mine. You ain't falling for it? Nope. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a butch one. I bought a dually one. Lane Train had them t-shirts out. Donnie Knoxville. Just Pruitt. I never got the Pruitt. I stopped at Pruitt. <laughs> Until I bought a Vitello for my wife, I, I I felt that that was I don't care. I I felt that that was sustainable enough. I I, I don't feel like Tony's gonna bomb out on us like a a, a Pruitt. I'd be more worried about him taking our wives though. I'd be more worried about him taking another job. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like I also like. I wouldn't blame my wife for leaving me for Tony. I mean, he's much better looking than I. I'll just, I'll take my loss and, and go try to find me another female. Hey, you will, uh, you'd be like James Winston. Instead of eating the W, you'll eat the L. Mm-hmm. I just, I just take it, go back to the drawing board. Uh, maybe I'll have to go downgrade. They go down a division, like like a, a transferring football player that shouldn't be playing in the SEC. I may have to go down to the D two, D three level. Oh, we better stop. Somebody get in trouble. I don't know if it's going to be me or you, but somebody going to get in trouble if we keep well, going. Well, all I've done is compliment my wife uh, and throw me that. under the bus. Yeah, that was good. That was good. You did a good job there. Let's go to Chabelle. 
Chamel, good morning. Good morning. Y'all crazy. I love them getting crooked. I know. We better <laughs> shut up, right? I don't want to give the wives any ideas. <laughs> Man, y'all know I'm usually on, uh, I'm always on, on Ball Nation's hype train. But I'm usually in the trenches, you know, shuffling the cold, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, man, I'm I'm excited for this game, man. Yeah, that uh, I know what you're talking there. about. Huh? I said that explains a lot then. Yeah. So that's but, how you uh, tore your Achilles? Yeah, you know, in, in the trenches, but. <laughs> Getting it out the mud. Right, Getting it out the mud. Y'all know I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, are you sure it's Mountain Dew? You did have surgery yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, oh, yeah, y'all talking about the, you know, we could possibly lose these four games or whatever. Oh, you know, oh, 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 nope. oh, oh. I just said that the games are tough. Okay, I got you. These are tough I games. All right, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you as well, uh, even though I do believe I mean, that's a possibility of a good chance of us going two and two. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If we play well in these games, uh, I, I think we can. I think we can still hit the ground running. I really, I really want to get this first one. And I guess what the last we like Kentucky is the last of the four. No, the last of the four is Georgia. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. I like to get down to, but you know. Anyway, uh, man, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I'm, I'm sadly I won't be around there. I was thinking about being like one of them old ass ladies on top of the hill and screaming up around, but uh. <laughs> Nah, that'd be that'd be too crazy, especially at night, man, trying to get around there on an electric scooter. You know, I did tough it out in crutches, but I was struggling, you hear me? Up them hills. I know you down them hills. I know you were. That's why that's why you gotta get the uh the the shoulders part of those crutches, man. You gotta get the top part wrapped, man. You gotta get a pad. Yeah, I seen I seen a dude uh in the in the what's his name last uh yesterday with his yes, man, yeah, that thing padded padded up. That thing yeah. got the shoulder pad. Yeah, get get you get you a couple tiles, man. Some tape and wrap it up. Uh, oh, and another thing, there's a guy uh, on Twitter, man. Uh, he was listening to the show yesterday, and he just so happened to be the dude. His name Matt. I'm gonna give him a shout out. His name Matt Dillon. Uh, but he uh, he's like, man, I was listening to the show yesterday, man. I think I met you at the uh, Bone Joint uh, uh, the other day, and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, would you have to tell the phone to join? I was like, yeah. He's like, man, I was the dude that fitted you for your first boot. I was like, what? Man, that's what's up, man. It's a small world. Swain the Vent bringing us together down here, man. Hey, it's a small world <laughs> or Swain the Vent is just that big, one of the two. Mm-hmm. It is, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's big and it's growing. Uh, and I'm proud of y'all, man. Like, y'all just taking off both of y'all careers, just shooting up, man, and it's just it's just amazing to watch, you know. It's like I said, I've been listening to y'all for about five, four or five years, man. Just to see how y'all just shooting up the charts, man. More people listening, more people listening to the realness that y'all spit. That's what I that's what I love. I appreciate you, you know man. Saying? Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? That that the realness that y'all spit. Y'all keep it 100. Like y'all, yes, you think we got a chance? Mm, you'll, you'll be straight up with. It. You know what I'm saying? You think we aren't as good as we are, you know what I'm saying? Y'all keep it straight up, man. Sometimes it's just a little message. Y'all don't like to give away all y'all information. And you got to read between the lines a little bit when y'all give those little subliminals. But, uh, man, I love what y'all doing. Keep the thing you're doing, man. And hopefully we smash Ole Miss this weekend, man. And uh, that's going to skyrocket the program, period. 100%. And I, like I said, I'm on that hype train, man. Let's go, man. Y'all get that thing live this weekend. Go be going. 
Appreciate you, Jamel. Man, that's just sometimes where um, we trying to protect our fans from themselves. I mean, some things that just don't need to be out out there. Or protecting a player or protecting a situation. Sometimes it has to be out there, but uh, there's a time and place to share information. I mean, there's some information we got right now in our, in our pockets. And we just can't we can't let you we can't let you know right now because it's not the right time. It's not it's not best. So when you are comfortable in your own skin and you you feel like you don't have to reach for clout. You don't share those things until it's the right time. That's that's what that's what being professional is all about. That's the VolQuest School of Journalism that Ben graduated from. Because he didn't learn that until he got there. I'm still learning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You knew that before you went to the, the VolQuest School of Journalism, man. You knew that before. Well, I can tell you that I've never made up quotes from a recruit. <laughs> I can tell you I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I talked to this recruit. He said this. Uh, sir, I didn't talk to you. You yeah. can't lie in this day and age of Twitter, man. You just can't lie. You will get called to the carpet. All right, we got to go you to know, break, man. I, I, I talked to Ty Simpson recently, <laughs> and he said that he thought Nick Saban was actually overrated and that the only reason he picked Alabama was because of the red charger that he got him. <laughs> Oh, man. Hour three coming up.